They came from across North America. They meet here each week in the basement of an abandoned comic book shop to talk comics. Covering all the news and info you need to the latest reviews and even books to stay away from. Join your hosts, Infinite Speech, the comic book clergyman, and the Spider-Man geek. Every week here on Tales from the Water. everybody and welcome to this week's tales from the water cooler there we go episode 253 with us this week we have and myself spider-man geek we are sans comic book clergyman this week that guy he's out he's out training with the flaming purple once again (laughs) probably or pokemon hunting um It's a little, was, little crazy. I will say before lunch, I might have helped take down about seven gems today. <laughs> nice. Seven, seven, seven nice little gems, and I'm 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 having fun. I know there's like a lot of like BS about it online, but those are all the people who aren't having fun with it. We're just like at home talking shit about people that are out. I was I was one of the gems that I helped take down, and it was funny because I didn't realize there was another battle going on behind me. So I hear this yell. The guy says, "Who's there for this speech? Who's there for this speech?" <laughs> and you know, I I'm looking around like, I? "Okay, yeah." So you know, I, I raise my hand. It's me. The guy come and comes over. I don't know this guy at all. He he, he breaches my bubble, but you know, it's that it's that team instinct hug gives me. We took him down, man. I've been trying to mess this guy up all day. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's what I'm that's what I'm here for. You know, so we ended up um, you know, just just standing around chatting and some more people like came and joined. You know, we all went to like Duncan, got some like donuts and stuff and I'm talking everything. And I think the human inter- interaction part is the, the biggest thing. Like I've, I've met like so many real cool people just walking around playing freaking Pokemon Go. <laughs> so I still can't find what I need. This is this is that's the part that's getting on my nerves. That and the server being down every three to four four hours. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little crazy. It's uh, the they they say it keeps crashing because there's just too many people on it. Uh, did did they not think people were gonna like their their game? <laughs> I, you know, you never know with these things, right? <laughs> it's like uh, we'll release it, but we really don't think anybody would be on it. You know, I'm just like, oh. The first couple of days was hell, but today's actually, I, I think it's only been down, I think I've only tried to get on twice and then that happened, but one crash cost me to lose uh, a, a pivotal, pivotal Pokemon. I was not happy because it's one I've been searching for for a while. Damn it. Well, there you go. Today uh, in Odwash, yeah, at, uh, downtown, they had a, uh, somebody was throwing a lure party that they uh, posted up on Facebook and to the public, right? So uh, apparently, according to the response on Facebook, there were about 900 people that were supposed to show up to this lure party in like this uh, this uh, little park in downtown Ottawa. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, see, we had a um, there was something supposed to happen. It was like a pokey walk for um, this past Saturday at Washington Park in Albany, and that was the day the servers went down. <laughs> no, it was a Sunday. Saturday, um, Saturday or Sunday. It was a day that the servers went down pretty much the same time this walk was supposed to take place. Like people were just sitting in, in the park and they had upset. I'm like, ah, uh, I mean, it would. So, like, I know a lot of my friends came back into town here, and there was they just we just filled up the local parks for the parties, and it, it was crazy for a while. So, hey, if you're not cashing in on on this, then I, I, I would just say you're, you're doing it wrong, especially if you own a comic book store and there's a pokey stop either at your store or next door. Just throw down a fucking board. Get some customers in there. It's like, uh, I'm lucky. My, my comic book store is a pokey stop. So, you know, I'll even, I'll even drop a board if, if I walk in and there's not one there already act- activated. I'll drop one, one down. Why not? Hmm. Need more people at my store than that. There you there's, go. There, there, there's very few good comic book stores in the world. You go in and actually feel, you know, happy to shop there. So like you're walking in the gatekeeper central. Pokemon Go. <laughs> so I guess uh, we know what you've been up to this week. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing other productive things, kind of, <laughs> sort of. I watched. Um, I I got into a new Netflix series. Which is? Uh, Stranger Things. Oh. Now, I've, I've been hearing about it from like, tons of people. And usually I'm like, eh. And then um, I, I was having a conversation with uh, two other friends of mine. And first we were just talking about their book coming out. And then we got into Stranger Things. And I'm like, well, you know, is it really that good? He's like, I've pretty much been watched the whole thing now. I'm like, all right, fine. So started the first episode and I had no intention of watching as many as I did, but um yeah, it's it's really damn good. I haven't finished it yet. It's um takes place in the eighties, mid mid eighties, I think like between like eighty four ish, eighty five ish around there. Involves these kids. Um the first ep- episode has them in the middle of a ten hour D and D game. Hmm. I don't know if you ever played but they can get intense and they can be long. And um, one of their friends, Will, they're on their way back home, and Will ends up getting snatched up from some ominous creature that we, we don't know if it's the same one, but there's one that snatches up like the scientist doctor guy in the very beginning before we cut to the kids playing um, D&D. And it's just, it's just so 80s, it's ridiculous. And I just, I love it. It's you should check it out if you. Well, yeah, you should because it's a Netflix original, so it shouldn't be any. Yeah, it should. Afterwards, so yeah, give it a, give it a shot. Stranger Things. Go. All right, I'll be sure to check it out. I haven't heard one bad thing about it. Even the like, even the, the credits font for like the opening title sequence. Uh huh. Very, very nice. Yeah, well. So, Pokemon Go, Stranger Things. I think I might have read a comic book or two. One or two. Um, and I think I took out the trash and washed dishes. So, you know. Check and check. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, my week's been pretty slow. Haven't really done all that much except enjoy some really nice weather. And uh, I had a little barbecue event on Saturday. So I, I had about... 
I didn't get an invite. I invited you last year and the year before and the year before that, and you never came. So this year, <laughs> we we kept it to people who were within, you know, 100 miles. <laughs> just, just 100 miles. <laughs> well, you know, one day, you're going to have an event, and going to be like, I'm free, and I can come. I think you're what, like seven hours away? Yeah, it's about, a, it, it's an, about an eight-hour drive. See, it is, see I, if, if I can drive to Ohio, I can drive to see. Yeah, per, yeah, of course you can. Ohio's like right near the border. There you go. So, Instead of heading uh, west, you just head north. Just not in the wintertime. Well, you have to come to Canada in the winter. Come on now. <laughs> or else it'll just feel like New York with, <laughs> with free health care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm 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 tired of wearing twelve layers just to go check the mailbox. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, we had about twenty twenty five people. So it was a it was a success as uh, usual. Everybody seems to have a good time. And uh, aside from that, oh, I also started a um uh, sort of an uh, a workout. Like I've fallen victim to the workout video series. Um, <laughs> That's so 80s. <laughs> I know. So me and my wife started doing the 22-minute hardcore, and core as in C-O-R-P-S. Um, so it's like a, a boot camp type of, uh, you know, cardio and resistant workout and all this kind of stuff. So it's an eight-week program. Me and the wife are trying to get in shape. Uh, I'm on day three or four now, and uh, yeah, I, I can barely walk. Um <laughs> Muscles are sore all the time. It's it's pretty nuts, but uh, you know it feels good. It feels, it's that that kind of pain that, that it just feels good because you know yeah. something's happening. So yeah, I, uh, I got told um, in physical therapy that from now on every day is leg day now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so things are about to just get real. She was like, yeah, they're about to get real. <laughs> Yep, gotta have your strength. Keep your strength up. Yeah, Get that uh, stuff yeah. fixed and working right. Maybe I can just run at the end of it. <laughs> there you go. Kill two birds with one stone. Forget traffic. I'll be there in, you know, four hours. That's how good it is. Awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, okay. It's comic news time, isn't it? And now the news. dee 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 all right, uh, Batman, the Telltale series. Uh, you just posted something about this, right? And I was just looking at the trailer. Yes. And uh, yes. so, you tell me about your bit. What are your impressions? What's going on with this? Well, it's um, if if you're familiar with the Telltale game series out there, folks, um, from the Walking Dead games or the uh, I think they had a Game of Thrones series as, as well. It's the same visual art style. Um, so you're going to get an episodic. Adventure, you get to play, you know, you're a Batman saving Gotham from the usual wounds. And I think this one will be five episodes long. Yeah. Um, the, the first one is called Realm of Shadows. That comes out August 2nd. Um, digitally, you know, Steam, all that, you can get, get it there. And then um, the physical will be in September. But from what I saw, it looks good. Um, voices looks good. Um, Commissioner Gordon looks old and chain smoking and rather <laughs> just the way that we like him. Um, the the little bit of gameplay graphics that you do see in the trailer, like I said, it looks smooth, it looks great. It's got it's got that same visual art style as the past two games. So what's gonna 
basically make or break this is the actual story and how things play out and that's kind of like choose your own adventure type video games. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty interesting. I just watched the trailer myself, and uh, I was—I um, played a little bit of the Walking Dead uh, Telltale series, and um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that style of uh, gameplay. It's a little bit almost like a point-and-click with some quick-time events and a little bit of walking around. So it's—you know—it's not one of those uh, super stressful. You know, it's not an action beat 'em up or anything like that. Uh, it's really, really story-driven, which is kind of cool. It's like it's like you're controlling a motion comic to a certain degree. So, um, so yeah, it I like it. And that, it, what's that? But it looks better. It looks much better, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, this looks really interesting, and I'm always interested in seeing uh, different Batman stories. Even though I can't stand, like, not that I can't stand, but I think the comic books have you know cool stories and all that. But the best Batman stories always seems to come from these. Uh, you know, graphic novels or the all the Arkham series video games, like the plot and the story uh, when you inject Batman in them is a lot more interesting than the serial comic form. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think he's a he's a story arc type of character that works really well. So uh, yeah, it looks super intriguing, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Aside from that, uh, we can go to there's a still that was posted uh, of the new. Power Rangers costumes and what they kind of look like um, for the new Power Rangers reboot movie, and the um, the suits kind of look like you know they're like a, a shiny metal um, what the remember those bad like alien <coughs> movies from the 1980s or early 90s right like uh, you know what was that one uh, Men Are from Mars. Uh, with, with Jeff Goldblum, right? Uh, so you know how like the bright colors and sort of that Las Vegas kind of uh, feel to it—that's um, what the the new suits look like. Uh, they look like they belong in Vegas. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting like a Guyver feel. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's all uh, yeah. I mean, even the the torpedo bra versions for the <laughs> the pink and yellow rangers <laughs> i mean those those look like tough nuts to crack um so they got like sort of this all formed kind of armor stuff uh like you said like in a bit to the guyver i'm sure it actually looks fantastic in motion but that that one yeah. still i'm looking at where they're all uh, in a row facing the same direction with without yeah, the full mask on um this, the this, this, this chosen I mean, I guess it's a, a teaser shot. But. Yeah, basically. So I, I'm sure it'll work well on screen. It's just seeing just this one initial shot kind of like, eh, I don't know. Let's see. Um, speaking of movie reboots, too, we have a new Godzilla. Again, isn't every Godzilla movie now a reboot? Like, honestly. I think it but didn't Japan any other story? Exactly, right? Uh, but I think Japan re- re- rebooted Godzilla about what seven years ago, something like that. Not long after the Hollywood version of uh, you know the the Matthew Broderick one. Um, anything was anything needed to come out right up, right after that. We had we had to get that palate cleanser out. Exactly. So, uh, and then we had another Hollywood reboot, which was uh, Fat Godzilla, um, with Brian Cranston, who was in the movie for like five minutes. 
but this time again, uh, in America, it's going to be called Godzilla Resurgence, but this is uh, completely produced and made uh, in Tokyo, or uh, Japan somewhere, uh, by Toho Company Limited. Um, this is their first movie in the... Our first Godzilla-produced movie in, like, 12 years. Okay, so there you go. So the the trailer hit the web, and uh, it looks very... I don't know, it's like... They still really like making Godzilla look fake. Uh, but apparently this is, you know, their version is the tallest Godzilla ever. He stands at 389 feet tall. And that's what he looks like. He looks like a walking mountain in the trailer. So, uh, like a guy in a suit. it kind of does, but also it kind of doesn't. It's a really, really, you really have to check out the trailer because it's that sort of classic vibe to it. But it's like they tried to use new effects, but he's moving really, really slowly where you can't even see his legs move. So you kind of, kind of looks like an animatronic as well. So it's it's an odd combination of all these things. Uh but the movie uh, the trailer ends with, you know, the Godzilla scream or screech, so you know, that's kind of always sends that nostalgia. Um I don't know, I'll probably check it out. I mean, I kind of like I like Godzilla, so it's all good. Uh in the last bit of news, we have some Evil Dead stuff. First of all, the Kickstarter that I backed last week, uh that started last week for the Evil Dead 2 Dead by Dawn official board game is doing uh, quite well they're almost at the $325,000 mark uh it's doing much much better than the new Walking Dead game that's on Kickstarter uh which everybody had high hopes for and uh and they had actually a higher um goal so the Dead uh, Walking Dead is 250k it's been out already for uh 20 days or something like that and it's only at 210k and the Evil Dead game had a $70,000 goal, and they're at 320000 right now, and they've, they're only about eight days in. <laughs> so, you think we've reached, we, we've reached peak Walking Dead? It, yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, like you said last, I think it was last week you were talking about uh, NYCC and how, again, it's a Walking Dead pass that we're getting, you know? Uh I was just actually funny enough. I found my pass from when I went to NYCC, and sure enough, it was a Walking Dead pass. <laughs> so I chuckled a little there. But uh, yeah, I think people might start to be a little worn out. I don't think uh, people will get as excited for the you know the new season to start. Um, so yeah, we might just be starting to see the tail end of the Walking Dead. Um, I think we. It did peak, and then it peaked again, and I was like, all right, it can peak a few times, and then, now I'm just like, okay. Enough. Yeah, I'm just like, we can we can, we can, can start winding it down. I mean, this, this show can still be good and continue, but I don't need to see it every four or five seconds. Exactly. Um, in other uh, news, uh, oh yeah, I was talking about Evil Dead stuff. So there's a trailer that just hit the web as well for the uh, season two of Ash vs. Evil Dead on the Stars Network. Um, so be sure to check that out. You see, if you saw the first season, it looks like we're going to get a lot of the same stuff. Uh, but Ash is going back home to Michigan. And uh, and he's gonna fight Deadites naturally. Uh, this one just looks just as gory, and we get you know all that slapstick stuff that uh, we're used to seeing by now. And uh, the the cast is used to just being covered in blood. Like you know now it's like oh, all right, the first season's done. 
we were just covered in, in blood pretty much every episode now it's just like an old head it's like all right fine it's gonna be done exactly exactly i mean i've heard bruce campbell in interviews too and he always used it as a bit of a rite of passage right uh because he went he went through hell back when it was uh caro syrup or whatever uh oh, yeah. you know a low budget and they had these the porcelain uh the porcelain contact lenses that they couldn't see through for the white eyes, right? Yeah. So they were essentially blind when they had those in. So now, you know, they got all this kind of newer stuff. Uh, but I, I can tell that they still enjoy bathing all the other co-stars <laughs> in as much blood as they possibly can. And I, that's what everybody loves about Evil Dead. So that's that's just awesome. So season two comes out in October at the same time as a, uh, a second, I believe this is the second one, uh, Army of Darkness and Zia, Xena Warrior Princess crossover comic book from Dynamite. Um, this one's called Forever. And a day. That's kind of the subtitle. I forget what the first series was called, but this is a four-parter, and uh, it is going to be written by Scott Lobel and uh, drawn by Elliot Fernandez, who currently. And this is out in October. Yeah, so that's coming out as well in October, as long uh, at the same, uh, roughly the same time as the season two of the show. So good times. There's a little resurgence in. Uh, in uh, Ash here, Ash is uh, starting to show his face pretty much everywhere. I like it. Huge fan of Evil Dead. It's like I, I, I've been an Evil Dead fan since I snuck off to see the original when I was a kid, and me and my friends were like hiding, having um, you know, sleep over down in the basement. Yeah, I was, I was six when Evil Dead came out. Yeah, I was a couple years old. <laughs> <laughs> Still had to sneak. I, I remember we took my friend's his brother's tape, and we well, we pretty much stole it. Ran downstairs, watched it, had the best time. Uh, one person in particular, who I still mess with to this day, did not sleep the entire night, <laughs> and he did not close his eyes. He like he stayed up, and we just messed with him the entire the entire. Exactly. I mean, I a uh, funny thing too, or a thing that always impressed me about the first Evil Dead movie is, first of all, it was banned in like the UK or Germany or something. Because uh, so that was true. I thought it was oh yeah, no, that's totally true. It was, it was banned in a few countries in Europe. And uh, a funny thing that I always found interesting is that you know they had all their money writing on this, so they wanted to know they they were so afraid that critics would hate it that what they decided to do was they released it in theaters as well as home video at the same time. Nice. So that just just so that they could, you know, reach as many people as they could in one shot before their movie bombed, right? And uh turns out, well, they created a huge cult following, so, you know, there's a fun Evil Dead history there. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for the news. It's been a, a bit of a slow week, and, uh, you know, there's not a lot coming from the the movie universes. Um, oh, I mean, San Diego Comic-Con is coming up. It's right, so that's why. There's a, this is the calm before the storm. Uh, yeah, we're not getting a lot. I'm pretty sure we're going to get tons of uh, Suicide Squad and 
Um, some oh, Marvel did release the Luke Cage poster. Ooh, for Netflix? Yeah, yep. And that comes out September 30th. Uh, there's a Luke Cage panel at SDCC. So nice. Some surprises there. I wish, which I wish I could go just for that. Oh, just yeah. Luke Cage panel because by the time NYCC rolls around, you know, nothing. Drawn by Casada. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. This is all he does now is posters. So he has time to do. Poster. Or he, either that or he's still waiting on Kevin Smith to finish that Daredevil. Probably. Um, what did you think of, of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones? The, what, the, the like the characterization, the actor, the... Um, I was... I was shocked. I had to eat a lot of crow when it came to Jessica Jones. A lot. Because I, I was like, who the fuck wants a Jessica Jones? <laughs> like, of all the women they could have chosen, we get Jessica Jones. I'm like, who cares about Jessica Jones? I'm like, you know, the only thing good about her is Luke Cage. And, you know, people are like, no, the alien story. I'm, I'm like, okay, yes. Story's great, fine. The comments, but I'm like, all right. And then, you know, they released the cast list, and I'm like, oh, God. The only thing I was excited about was David being um, in it. And I watched it, and I was like, I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> so good. I mean, it was great on just how real it felt. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the trauma that she went to, she's a very damaged and flawed character. I like her live-action version a little bit better than I've liked her comic version. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Michael Coulter playing Luke, that was that was just great, you know. And I guess you know the only way we can knock out Luke is a point-blank shotgun to, to the, the chin. To the chin, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. But you know, it was it was a really good series, and actually bringing him in the way they did with her really helped out so I'm fingers crossed that his solo series is great um I'm equally as excited because one of the people doing the score is a member of a tribe called Quest and it's um Ali Shahi Muhammad and he is just a fantastic musical genius so I just can't wait to hear the score of the show as well but I'm excited and I get to see Rosario Dawson on Netflix yet again yet again did you like Jessica Jones? Like, I did, it? I did. We just finished watching it, uh, I believe, last week. Okay. And, and um, yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, my wife enjoyed it. Uh, one comment that did make me not laugh, but I'm like, yeah, that's very observant, and I agree, is um, uh, Kilgrave, right, the character, uh, mm-hmm. played by, I forget the name, but the Doctor Who guy. And um, so she's as we're getting close to the end of the season, uh, my wife comments. She's like, um, "I really hope that this is the end of Kilgrave. Like she either <laughs> wanted him dead or gone, because she says, perfectly fine, great villain for the show. I don't want to see him come back. She like like she she thought that Kilgrave, if he kept coming back as a character, would be annoying and would just become lesser of a you know." Right. Yeah. Right, it, it he wouldn't have that impact that he did from the first show because they're resolving a lot of you know, and uh, I think that character in one season, you can't go anywhere else 
after the seasons ended, right? There was character development for Crit Kilgrave throughout the thing, but it, it plateaus after a while there. So, um, yeah, so I thought she was right, and I was happy I was happy at how the season ended, um, which uh, doesn't leave a lot of room for him to come back. So, spoilers. I mean, Jessica Jones been out for a year, so screw you guys. Exactly. So there you go. Just like a lot of really good points in that in that show. Like I said, it was a lot better than I expected. So I'm expecting really good things from the new Cage cast and the whole show because. I mean, even even though season two of Daredevil, um, Daredevil didn't hit like season one, and that's probably because you know there really wasn't a lot of really new stuff they could they could show. Yeah, They're still great. None of these Netflix seasons have been bad. They and I'm sorry, some of them have been better than Ant Man and Thor two and Thor one and three. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well, with that, uh, I think it's time to dive into this week's picks. First up, we have my pick. I picked Descender 13. Singularities continues as the myst- mysteries of Telsa's past are finally revealed. They may threaten not only Telsa, but the universe itself. Written by Jeff Lemire and art and cover art by Dustin Nguyen. Nguyen, sorry. Nguyen? Nguyen. Let's go with that, right? Uh, Let's continue to butcher people's names on this show. All right. uh, So, Descender, number 13, is uh, pretty interesting because I haven't read uh, 1 to 12. So I know nothing of Descender. I know nothing of this current story arc, which this is the second part of, uh, the Singularity story arc. But we do get a nice little recap page, which is awesome. Um, Something I think DC should really do, because I'm always annoyed at DC Comics for that. And, um, yeah, so we get a good recap page, uh, just talking about the conflict, talking about some, some of these characters, and it's setting you up for what you need to know. Now, the reason I did pick this is because I haven't read 1 to 12. Um, so as a little standalone here, and as the solicit uh, mentions, we get uh, a bit of the history or origins of the uh, Telsa character, uh, which was which was fun. This feels like a Mulan story. I mean, uh, you know, her father sort of forbade her to join the uh, fight, uh, to join the UGC, which is the uh, United Galactic, what is it, United Galactic Council. Um, so, so they have that's like joining the military to a certain degree there. So uh, he wouldn't allow it because he's a general there, and uh, she ended up finding a way, you know, rebelling and finding a way to change her name, change her identity, and join the UGC. So the the story skips along a few years at a time um, to bring us uh, rapidly to the present day, which is a bit of the 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 third uh, the last third of this book. Uh, the Telsa character is fun. You can tell she's rebellious. She's headstrong. Uh, she has a knack for it. She's really she's really good and passionate about joining UGC because of uh, you know what happened to her mom. And uh, uh, between uh, the mom and the, what are they called, the Harvesters, I think? Yes, the Harvesters, which are the bad people, giant robots uh, that came in attack. So that's what drove her. It sort of reminds me a bit of uh, Pacific Ring, uh, Pacific Rim, right? The girl in Pacific Rim. So it gives me that vibe, you know, Mulan vibe type thing. Um, so that was a lot of fun. 
and uh, you know she's she's you can tell she's a badass. She when she's you know meeting some un yeah some seedly sketchy sort of uh, people, uh, including Quato from. Um... <laughs> so this this creature, the one that's supposed to you know be able to give identities, uh, new identities and such, looks a hell of a whole lot like Quato. Uh, I was waiting for him to say, "Open your mind." Um, I know. Uh, but uh, you know that didn't happen. But it's still interesting. It's it's fun. And then we skip along, and she's in, she's in the core, and and uh, her father eventually finds out, and he comes to retrieve her. And uh, you know he doesn't get mad. He's just like, like, well, you know, you've gone this far. Basically, uh, you can keep going essentially. And uh, he finds out she was the second in her class. He's like, by the end of the semester, you better be first and come home and visit. You know. So he doesn't necessarily approve but he's like if she's going to be there she better be the best there is right because he uh, he doesn't want anything to happen to her so and then the like i said the last third sorts of continues the story along where she's got this professor kwan guy uh who invented uh, the backstories he invented this little robot kid tim 21 and he's sought after i don't exactly know why because you know 12 issues behind but uh, <laughs> but he ends up uh, kind of betraying her. You know, it, it's a bit of that alien vibe. You know, the the aliens, I should say, the second movie with that that douche from Mad About You. Um, oh, Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. He's a bit like Paul Reiser's character. Reminds me of. So you know, it's got all these different elements. It's very sci-fi. Uh, she's uh, obviously you know from uh, an alien race. I don't even know if there are humans in his in this book, but they're humanoids. The art is really cool. Uh, it's very uh, watercolor sort of uh, uh, feel to it, and uh, yeah, the storytelling panel layout's awesome. So I kind of enjoyed the story for what it was. This little sliver of this specific character's. Uh, motivations and origin which essentially you don't need to read the first 12 issues to get enjoyment out of it and that's why i picked it so what did you think i was wondering i was like oh i've never even heard him mention this so (laughs) he must really like it so let me just go ahead and see what i I, you know think of it and now to hear that you had no idea what you were getting into (laughs) i feel like we are even more of a kindred spirit there because i had no idea i've I've seen it, heard of it, but never got around to starting it. I was already starting like so many other new things, but now I really did like this issue. And for someone who has, like you, 12 issues, you know, in the negative here, um, you get caught up to speed pretty, pretty fast, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, it's 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 fun and it's good. I mean, you know, of course, there's like you said, there's those things that are familiar but as long as they're laid out well it really doesn't matter um jeff lemire does a great job and i love tesla here right she is a badass so i did kind of find it i mean i'm like i laughed and i know this is plot it he didn't write it to be funny because there's no way you can write the decimation of a kid's mom to be funny when she was like get up i'm like really it's not like there's much of a laugh I think the giant robot kind of, uh, you know, did his thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm not person or not. But, you know, I'm just like, oh, my God. Your I mean, mom is hamburger. She's not getting up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, honey, I don't I don't think she's going anywhere. But, um, you know, as we do the, um, the time hops yeah. um, throughout, throughout the story. And I think if you have not read this series, and like, you know, me and Spider-Man Geek, if you pick up this issue, 
there won't be a problem. Like if you can't find issues one through twelve immediately, just go ahead and grab thirteen and get a sense of where the story's going, who the characters are, and you'll be just fine. You, you can put basic stuff together here. And Dustin's art, I mean, I've always liked his style and I love the watercolor touches here. And like I said, it's just a good looking book. It's a great story. I was um, I was a little upset at um, Tessa for throwing um, what's his name under the bus. Um, oh, the uh, Tullus. Uh, uh, yeah, Tullus. Yeah. I mean, she she threw him under the bus real quick. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you've been training my daughter. He was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah, um, sort of, you know. And I'm like, uh. And then I don't even know the guy at the end, but I immediately hate him now. So <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure in previous issues. You didn't know how much of a slime ball he was, but if you read this issue, like like you said, that's I I went to that character as, as well. Paul Reiser's alien character is my go-to character. Slime ball, liars, turncoats, those political agency type dudes that are just the lowest of the low. And you know that that punch she gave me, I'm like yeah, and it, it was, <laughs> you know, and then, and then you see Quarto smoking on um, Jarvis Luca here. He was you know it's just all. <laughs> It's just a really solid book, so I'm pr- I'm pretty sure if this is what people have been getting for the past 12 issues, and now the 13th, then I know why it's it's been you know receiving the amount of praise that it has. So I'm gonna bestow some more praise on this sender number 13. All right, um, so we can go ahead and rate it. Uh, yeah, I highly enjoyed it. it. Was an abysmal week, so this was a. a Diamond in a rough for me. Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid, solid eight. I will give Cinder thirteen a solid seven and a half. Awesome. Uh, next up, we have your pick. What did you pick? I picked Horizon number one. Z- uh, Zaya Malin uh, thought she'd found her very last war until she learned her planet was targeted for occupation by a desperate world called Earth. The people of Earth will be told that her arrival on their planet means invasion. These are lies. All lies! This is retaliation. Uh, (laughs) Written by uh, Brandon Thomas. Uh, Hold on. I'm very confused by their solicit. Okay, written by Brandon Thomas. Art by Juan Gideon. And colors by Frank Martin. All right, um, kind of like you. More sci-fi books, yay! Wow, this is well, they're skybound, but image as well. So wow, this is like an all-image evening. Mm -hmm. So, um, Horizon, I read it, and I immediately liked it. Um, I've been waiting on something else from Brandon Thomas ever since I read The Great Adventures of Miranda Mercury, and I hope I said that title right, or just. Random Mercury. I know it's just a really known title, but um, and that was a sci-fi title as as well. And this one here, I was like, like I said, really looking forward to to it. I wasn't too familiar with um Gideon's art, but I I figured out. So you know, you open it up, and a huge portion of this book is actually moved by the artist. Um, and that's how. I gauge if I can if I can follow your sequential story without too many questions and not a lot of um, dialogue. Then I'm pretty sure the artist at that point has done their job. And 
Thomas takes you through a very confusing time at the beginning, but it's a great opening scene with her um, crashing on the planet. And I love the fact that we're the assholes once again, you know, mm-hmm. to invade her, her planet. But, um, you know, when, when she, she, she falls out of her, um, her ship and she's walking, she's got like this blue blood splatter everywhere and it's just disgusting. And you see her like slapping her head as she's trying to like get a read out of where she is. And we, re- we realize later on that's where um, the chip is, I guess. And she was like, like counting the shit out, out of her school to get it to work. Um, she ends up in Canada first. Um, huh. Oh, did they spell that right? Because I know you're like a stickler. Yeah, like cloche orange. That's yeah. that's correct. All right, all right. See, it's it about work. it's about 375 miles from here. All right. So I never want to go there because it looks cold as <laughs> hell. Okay. Um, so immediately here, just from the art, you know, you see that she has heightened abilities. Like she runs, she runs down an 18 wheeler. Um, you know, rising in, in, into town, you get to see how some of her tech works as she's like picking little bits of um, money and currency from various people in the store. She uses like an image and, and do something like blend in, and we see her perform um, basically self surgery on herself to get her chip to work. And through here is where like Thomas starts to ease you into. Excuse me, her being able to, to translate the English language because it just looks like a bunch of garbled text until you know you start to see what's going um, going on here, and then we get to see what type of character that we're dealing with here. She's a very dedicated and strong as hell um, soldier because I would never even think of doing those pushups. <laughs> Sorry, but um, we get a, a a flashback scene to where she's with um well this we find out the person performing the um surgery. Has already been in, in, embedded into our um, society here, but I guess if this surgery goes wrong, she's risking her entire life here. But she's willing to do it to stop us from invading the planet. And let's just say Earth right now, we haven't taken good care of it. It pretty much sucks. Um, it's kind, it's kind of like Mad Max meets Fist of the North Star meets any other post-apocalyptic crap story that you can only see far in the future. But we do see how um, how it's kind of worked for us, and you know how we've been, a- been able to manipulate the population or whatnot. And then um, you know we get to see, excuse me, sorry, sorry about that, um, a little bit more because there's one more person in the group that also has landed, but we see that they um, it's mentioned that they they flash red, so I guess that's bad. So I guess they're gonna go get them. But what got me is Gideon's last panel, where you just see her just getting more pissed off, and her armor starts to change to reflect that mood, and it's just a really, really striking panel, and I would actually want that as a poster. But overall, um, I like the twist. I love the artwork because it's it's just something different, you know. It's it's not like the whole art style from the big the big two, and that's one reason why I really love image books um, as a whole. But I love sci-fi, and this one's a great one, and I just really can't wait for the second issue, so what do you think? Um, yeah, I enjoyed the art. Uh, this was an interesting book. Uh, it's like, as you're reading it, it's it's really hard to sort of decipher what's going on. 
not because necessarily I don't know what it is it's not because of the lack of dialogue I mean that was kind of easy to follow uh, the art is nice enough that you sort of know what's going on there's just it, d it just didn't feel like there was enough of a uh, a premise right to sort of guide us in a certain direction to you know go off of um, so you find yourself slightly lost until you get to the end of the issue and then it makes you reflect back and you sort of get a lot more of the gist of what you just read uh, essentially so it's it's uh, you know the that impact came after I was done reading the book which was a little a little different and not necessarily something I always enjoy um, but you know after the second issue uh, it's enough to get me to the second issue, essentially. Like you said, the art was really strong. Uh, the char the main character itself, which is essentially all you're seeing from this first issue, um, a little bit of the supporting cast, but it's it's all her. And uh, yeah, they set her up as a as a badass. Um, you know, she's also uh, the good guy. She's there to uh, recon and uh, take care of the you know that red dot essentially because I guess that there's someone that's actually trying to go invade or start a war and she's a bit there she's there sort of to prevent it is the gist that I got from it and yeah exactly so you know and uh, earth is overpopulated post-apocalyptic uh, but they do set up that there are still some decent people in this world and then we get an introduction to these drifters uh, Chicago uh, population of 8.9 million people. That's 6 million people more than there currently are in Chicago. Could you imagine? Um, so, yeah, that's that sets up the world pretty nicely. And uh, I, it was fun. It was great. The art was awesome. Uh, but, again, the story not being as sort of linear or guided as I would have hoped uh, sort of knocks it down a few points for me. Uh, but it was definitely interesting, good premise, and she seems like a cool character, and I agree with that final page, uh, that was pretty, pretty badass, and I like that suit, that's what gives her her, um, blending abilities, and it's like a bit of a do-it-all gizmo, it seems, so, uh, yeah, I was, it was fun. So let's go ahead and rate it. I'll give it a 7. Uh, yeah, the backup picks. All right. Uh, yeah, it was. Ooh, it was a. It was a tough week, man. Um, I I guess my only backup that I could think of is uh, Civil War number three. Uh, it moves the story along nicely and uh, impactful issue. Um, they visit Doctor Bruce Banner at his secret hideout because uh you know Ulysses had a bit of a vision and in this issue you really see that uh you know could Ulysses's Ulysses's uh vision have actually prompted his own vision like is the reaction to his vision what will make the vision come true um that's sort of the, the the moral dilemma. I mean, we've been struggling with uh, since the beginning. Uh, aside from the fact that you know they're condemning people before they even commit an act and all that kind of right. stuff. Um, but yeah, and then I don't. I definitely don't want to spoil the end of the issue, so I'm not gonna go. I'm not even gonna go there. But it's a bit of a doozy. And uh, yeah, this this feels like a meaningful issue for the the, the overall story of Civil War Two. Um, so I kind of like this third issue there, and that was pretty. Enough 
Yeah, you think so? Okay, so yeah, so here it comes. Here it comes. Hawkeye kills Bruce Banner. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I thought it was really it was really good. So that was my only backup. Yeah, I I assume you only have about one. <laughs> All right, I will actually echo Civil War to number three. Um, not so much for the story because. It was just more so the artwork from mm, mm-hmm. and um, Marquez because and um, Olivier Copio who did the scene where Hawkeye and Banner are um, talking and Banner just looks so he looks just he looks like a crackhead he just yeah. looks tired and beat and cracked out and but the conversation that he does have with Hawkeye lets you know you know there is he he knows his te- his teammate and you know he's asked him to do something. And he made the preparations for it to be done. And I love the fact that the arrow is purple and green. Yeah. I, I noticed that. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know, all those little visual touches that Ponzor and, Mar- and Mar- uh, Marquez did really make this whole um, issue here. And uh, Bendis, Bendis was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will say Bendis was okay. But like I said, the real draw here was the artwork. And I think that's what kept me pulled into this. I mean, I love that shot when Hawkeye nails him, and then you see the scene where he's giving himself up, and the man has tears in his eyes. Mm -hmm. And I've never felt anything for Hawkeye, but at that point in time, I'm like, shit. Oh, man. You know, and and Banner has that that tear in his eye, but, you know, he's dead at at the time. So, you know, people are angry and outraged. Marvel's killing all all the characters and giving us these backups. This isn't the first time Bruce has died, people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, look, he'll be back. <laughs> um, I want to go with Bloodshot Reborn 15. This is an amazingly good-looking issue as well, and I love the story. You have these um, Bloodshot versions from various um, time periods throughout history because the Bloodshot that we know wasn't the first one. And they're trapped on an, on an island, and they're being hunted down to train another um, fighter. And basically, when they get blown to bits, they just regenerate and do it again the next day. And I even love the fact that there's a dog who has <laughs> annex healing him as well. Um, let's see. I will also go with uh, Flash number two. I kind of didn't like the first one because it was just a bunch of recaps about, and I already know what I need to. Um, issue two kind of like actually gives you story and we get a bunch of uh, we get a huge lightning storm and a bunch more speedsters but this one is great gotta love um, that art though yeah yeah and i want to thank you because i would not have even looked at this twice had i not been reading those like x-factor titles mm-hmm. from back in the day um i'll also go with ninjack number 17 totally took the book in a different direction than what i thought it was going to go and i love the twist um, Roku was just my new favorite assassin kick-ass villain. Um, new Superman, number one. The issue had me up until the last page where you get the um, the uh, Chinese versions of Batman and Wonder Woman <laughs> as well. And like I said, the story is, itself, I was loving it up until that last page, but I, I like Yang's writing. I like what he's put out so far, so I'm going to trust in the series, and hopefully the next two will be even even better. So uh, let's see. Was there anything else? I did like Conan the Slayer, number one, just because it's Conan doing Conan things. 
cleaving people into fighting. Um, you know, basically, it's, it's like, does this guy go one day without chopping somebody either in half or lopping off the head? Um, I'll also go with Civil War II choosing sides. I will say that that was probably my second favorite issue of the week. Um, and it's Brandon Thomas also has a story in, in there, and it focuses around um, not um, Goliath's uh, ne- um, nephew. Okay. And basically, he's been in the raft, and there were some issues that went down, and he basically showed that he still has the heart of the hero, even though he screwed up big time back in the day. Um, but the story, there's a story that takes place, I guess, during or right after the funeral, and um, Sam Wilson cap, and that's by Jim Whitley, and um, drawn, drawn by Marlene Savage, and it's just, that's just a real kick in the old Lucy bucket there. And I'm actually liking the Nick Fury stuff. He was like this, this outfit that changes him to, that makes him look like Moon Knight, so people will still think he's dead. And it's, it's just a, a really cool story. And I love these anthology books. I mm-hmm. mean, kind of was one of them at one point, because we used to get these types of books all the time back then. Yeah. And, Remember, like, Marvel Comics Presents? Yeah, like, yeah. like three, three or four really cool stories. Yeah. And you can actually see, like, maybe an artist or, you know, a team that you've never seen before that's actually really great. I think that's the most I used to see, like, Sam Keith stuff on, um, at, uh, Marvel. Oh, yeah. God, this is really, like, freakish-looking threads all over the, the, the place, big hair. <laughs> all um, right. Yeah, but those are my backups. Awesome. So, time for some stay away froms. Um, everything else. <laughs> no, this was this was a horrible week. I, I, you know, I tried. I checked out Vision. I sort of like, eh. I haven't been reading from the start, so I didn't really like it. I don't understand the whole Vision has a family thing. It's just weird. Um, but it's unique as well. So, uh, it was. There's some interesting things definitely. And the, I think issue uh, number seven or eight, I re- really enjoyed the whole. Uh, him r- reminiscing about his relationship with Wanda, and uh, but this one, no. Uh, Web Warriors number nine was, you know, it's it's Web Warriors. It's still Baldian. It was not a total stay away from for me, but uh, you know, I could see what you know Jeff had problems with this series as a whole at this point, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it is. It's something that's going to start getting tiring uh, after a while, and it's might be starting now. So. Um, <laughs> Let's see, what else did I check out here? Moving on up to Deadpool 15 was really shitty. Um, his uh, his Mercs for Money make an appearance in this issue, so we have Solo and Terror Inc. and all those guys. Um, they're looking Terror for them. Terror good. It's, I, I don't know. I I thought it was It's strange. It doesn't feel like a Deadpool book. Um, is this the one also? Was this the specific story where he breaks into the Avengers? Yeah, and he's fighting Black Panther, right? Yeah, because he went in to kill Ulysses, and he's fighting Black Panther. And that whole fight sequence, uh, the dialogue that they had, was just felt weird and off to me. It's just... Uh, okay. It's not, like, serious. It's cartoony, and I, I don't know, but I didn't like it. Um, Daredevil number 9 was okay, but it's also very weird. There's a weird dynamic... Uh, who wrote this? Uh, Charles Soule, right? Um, 
there's a weird <laughs> dynamic between Daredevil and Spider-Man. He guest stars in here, and uh, their their dialogue is just it's just weird. Like, I don't know. Deadpool sometimes has a sense of humor, and he just seems like a dimwit in here. So it's like, you know, Spider-Man's like, so what's the plan, Stan? And uh, Daredevil's like, my name's not Stan, you know? Uh, so Spider-Man's being witty, but the, the the jokes fall flat. So it was a gotcha. weird sort of 80s team-up vibe to it that just wasn't all that good. Um, Civil War Two, Amazing Spider-Man 2, I'm uh, not quite understanding the whole, you know, this is all about making Clash a villain again, but the cover for issue 3 coming up, I think, um, shows uh, Clash fighting side by side with Spider-Man. So I don't know. It's it's odd. Um, it's not a tie-in that's really worth going for the grand scheme of things. I think. Um, what else? What else? Some DC books. Uh, Action comic 959. Uh, hey, you want to see uh, Superman fight Doomsday again in the exact same battle, but this time knowing <laughs> that he might die. Uh, so he's not pulling any punches, so to speak. Uh, I don't know. It's just made weirder by the fact that there's a Clark Kent of this world uh, who's not Superman, and that Lex Luthor is a superhero helping out at this point. Uh, but it's essentially just Superman versus Doomsday, and uh, I still don't like Superman. Um, <laughs> Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps Rebirth number 1 was okay as an introductory issue, but... Um, I, it's probably more personal opinion than anything. Again, I can't get into Green Lantern, and I'm trying with these rebirths, right? Uh, it was kind of, sort of interesting, but also not. So, I, if you're if you're a Green Lantern fan, you'll probably enjoy it, but yeah. Uh, and okay, let's we'll stop there because I could say all new X Men as well, and I could say Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy number ten, and well. I could say Rocket <laughs> Raccoon and Groot. As well as Silk, but, uh, you know, I won't. Okay, go ahead. Well, you won't have to because I'm pretty much just going to say ditto <laughs> on all of your stay away picks. <laughs> nice. Because I, it, was, it, it was filled with a lot of subpar material. Yeah, I, I definitely, for sure. And a bulk of that subpar material comes from Marvel and DC. Yep. Yep, yep. Bottom yep. That's just it. Though I will say I forgot one of my backups, which was Carl Man and Arthas. It was a, again another funny issue, but these got little. It, it was funny but serious, and I think now it Walker's hit that really sweet spot in the, um, the series now. Plus, Danny and Luke have a they have a great solution to the whole Civil War II storyline, and they're going to see this one out. Cool. They said, yeah, we don't have it in us to fight friends again. Mm-hmm. And kind of like shows, like, shit, man, didn't we just do this? Like, yeah. fighting our friends for so long, and I was wondering if anybody was going to mention it, and I think it's real cool that Walker has Danny and, and Luke doing it, and they're just like, we're just, we're just not. We're just going to focus on getting back, back together and, do, and doing this. But, yeah, as far as staying away picks, I, I was just, and then X-Men, I'm it's done. <sighs> Done with X Men. Make X Men great again, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> like this. I hope like, this is all leading to a really cool reboot once like Fox gives up. You know what I mean? <laughs> you think that's what it is? Marvel just say we're just gonna do the the bare minimum when it comes to the the X Men. Yeah, and we're gonna bide our time 
you know, they're going to be put on the back burner until we're ready to, you know, I think that's what that, that's what's going to happen, but we'll see. These, like, what was the point of this whole apocalypse thing? No point, just they, except to boost the movie. That's it. Right, they sold it very well. They did sell it very well because I'm thinking, all right, we're going to get up. Apocalypse, Archangel, some new horsemen, and we do kind of have that, but it's so spread out, and it mm-hmm. seems like we just have... I understand three separate storylines, but then again, I don't understand what they have to do with each title or each holder. Because in the end, it's it just seems like a huge waste. Mm-hmm. And the one I'm even remotely liking is the extraordinary one, where we're actually getting Apocalypse, some new horsemen, and we got the um, Ramos. Yeah. That's, yep. Yeah, and that's a huge draw there. But even then, it's it's like I want to look at pretty pictures. There's tons of other books I can actually read a good story and see the pretty pictures. Exactly. Yeah, this is just we gotta get we gotta get those sales up. We gotta tie in to, to the movie. But again, I would think they wouldn't even want anything to do with the movie. Yeah, although I, you I know, I think want to go like you know, let's do the Sauron attacks arc here. You know, just yeah. just be as far away. <laughs> the movie we're gonna have the mutates come back or the reavers you know or just do the hellfire club does hamilton special i don't know just <laughs> just something but uh apocalypse still brings brings in dollars because he's still a cool ass villain but i'm i'm just i'm just fed up with this one right here it's just horrible all right on that note uh <laughs> so that about wraps it up for episode 253 um, we'd like to thank uh, our usual supporters, TMV Cafe, Underground Video Network, uh, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, uh, Comic Attack. Awesome. Haven't done that in a while. Um, so, yeah, you can check out everything we do over there. Uh, chirps, reviews, news, manga, movies, columns, podcasts, superherostuff.com, reviews, which uh, I haven't done one in a while. Where's my stuff? Uh, we'll get you to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, be sure to check us out over there. And uh, we hope you have a wonderful week. And stay thirsty. <laughs>